Well, good morning, everyone. George Watkins here on this wonderful Monday. Wow. You know, I had an overwhelming sense coming on today of those who didn't think this Monday would ever come for them. Somehow in their life, they got in such a dark place. They could not believe there could be another day coming or another month or another year. Well, I tell you this, that God has us in his hand and he plans our days. So in that we can rejoice. Oh, I've had my dark days and so have you. But when we put our trust in the Lord, we get another Monday and here it is. So let's enjoy it. On this Monday, I want to talk about getting it back, identifying the thief and getting it back. If this is your first time, thank you for coming by. We have the ability, you have the ability to <laughs> join our little group, if you'd like, to come back again with subscribing or, or at least uh, hitting that button there on YouTube and Facebook. Okay, well, I want to focus today on uh, a thought God gave me. Years ago, I was listening to, I went to a convention where Lester Summerall was preaching and teaching. And he emphasized something that I thought at that time was revolutionary to me. That if you identify the problem, you can pray for it differently than just a general Lord heal everybody in the room. <clears throat> Not that that not a bad prayer it's better than no prayer but he said you need to identify the sickness and when you identify and get the name of it when you get the name of a bondage a sickness a spirit whatever's hindering when you get the name of it it loosens that that authority and you can call it out you can kick it out you can break the power of it when you get the name Jesus often would ask their name or get their, you know, get a, who are you? We are legion, for we are many, the, the demoniac answered back, the demons answered out of him. And when that happened, Jesus said, well, get out of here. And they went down, jumped on the hogs, didn't they? Okay, another story. <laughs> I digress. Well. This thing about getting it all back. The script. There's a scripture in the in the in the, in the uh, Bible that talks about if the enemy steals something from you, you can get it back sevenfold over or seven times. That's an interesting thought. That we can claim back what was taken. I uh, had an experience years ago that taught me something about returning. The Lord was talking to my wife and I about calling things back, calling things that not that were not as though they were. Well, in those days, I carried a briefcase. It was kind of a thing, but all my notes and my Bibles and my secret little you know, notations that you write down when you're inspired. And uh, I carried a briefcase, and I also drove around town in my uh, classic 56 Ford pickup. That was what I 
I used for years as a as a daily driver. I go into the store after Sunday night and leave my briefcase on the floor of the pickup. There's no locks on the door. <laughs> oh, thank you, classic 56 Ford pickup. And when I come out, the, the uh, briefcase is gone. Well, huh, man, I am really not feeling <laughs> the joy of the Lord about that time. And I go home, and when I uh, when I give my wife the news, of course, she's always quick to remind me of what I preach. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Because she sat on the front row and listened to me preach for 30 years. Oh, my. And so, so I said, she said, we're going to call that back. So she grabbed my hand and I think I, I think I let her lead the prayer because I was kind of lagging at that time and uh, call it back. Well, a few hours later, I went out to get something out of the yard or, and there it was sitting on the hood of my 56 pickup. Now we've tried to imagine what had happened. We tried to imagine the angels working, <laughs> but whatever, whatever happened, I got my pr precious briefcase back. There's something about calling back what we've lost that is in, impregnated in the principles of the gospel. Now, let's go to 1 Samuel 30 and take that snapshot of David at Ziglag. Now, the Old Testament are, test, are principles that become alive in the spiritual life of the believer in the New Testament. So the reason we go to the Old Testament to see these story forms that are principles of faith and victory and diligence because Old Testament principles, New Testament experience. So David then was in a period of time when he, he was destined to be king. He was prophesied to be king. And the gathering around him, 700 strong men, believed he would be king. But at this time, he's being chased by Saul. He was run out of the kingdom, and he's hanging out with the enemy. Matter of fact, he's faking it like he's going to help them fight their enemies. Well, they were suspicious of David, and they told him, nah, we don't trust you. You might turn on us. So they sent him back to a little village they had given him called Ziglag, where all the women and the children and the cattle and the gold and, and the food and their, and their best clothes were, were there. When they came over the hill, they saw Ziglag was burning, smoke coming up out of the, out of the town. Everything was gone. The enemy had come through, raided, taken their women, their children, their cattle, their gold, their food. Well, David taught his men how to kill. They were killers. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were these Israelites that knew how to do the job. So when you see that your would-be king has lost everything you ever thought you were going to love in life is gone, you want to kill him. And that's what they were planning on doing. Well, David said right away, I need God. <laughs> so he went and got the Thurman and the, the and the, well, the priest stuff, you know. Ewan, and the Thurman. <laughs> hey, it's early. The mouth's not working. 
he asked the Lord what to do, and God gave him direction. When things are taken, and we don't know what, you know, all of a sudden it's our fault, all of a sudden I'm a dummy, what did I do wrong, I made the wrong decision, and we tend to go into despair instead of into faith. And because we're in despair, we don't have faith. We can't get a hold of any kind of faith when we're fearing. Fear and faith don't go together. But because David then turned into the Lord, God began to restore his courage and confidence, and he could believe for a word from God. He could believe that he could hear from God even in the midst of this disaster that happened. I mean, everything's gone. It's wiped out. There's no chance of getting it back because they're gone. All I can see is the trail through the weeds of all the, of all the things they took from us. David said, what should I do? And here's the key in this setting. God said, pursue. Now, there's a key word, pursue, and you'll recover all. Okay. We love faith, and we love power. We love, you know, the power of healing, the power of command, the power of declaration and, and all the things that, that we know to, know to do in the Holy Ghost. And they're all wonderful. However, this word pursue is tricky. I mean, what I mean by tricky, it's, there's a, there's an element to it that we miss. The word pursue means to be persistent, to be faithful, to continue on, to go for it, to press the battle, to stay in the stuff, to not go home, to not quit. Pursue means go forward until you get the job done. I heard someone say the other day that faith is not in the, in the uh, reward. Like, I'll have, I, I've got faith I'm going to capture that. I've got faith I'm going to get healed. Faith is in God. God does the work in that sense. He's, he's the healer. We're the ones who believe in him to do the job. So when he sends us, when he tells us to pursue something, in my life, I pursued the ministry. And to do that, all I knew to do was pray. All I knew, to, knew how to do was study the word, pray, and ask God for favor. And he started giving me favor and I begin to learn how to teach and preach and pray for the sick. And I need, I, I need, I, I just begin to pursue his face and his, his spirit. And I lay, I'd lay on the floor and call on the name of the Lord and I'd speak in tongues. And that's what we were trained to do was to pursue the thing that we were called to be and do. Okay. That's me. That's, that may not be you in the sense of, a public or a, um, a lifestyle of preaching and pastoring. But for you, it's just as important to pursue what God has put in your heart. And if God's put a hunger in your heart to be a teacher and you're in that younger developing age where you need to have education, go and get educated. If you want to be a painter, get some training. If you want to be a writer, learn how to put it together pursue your goals go for it in the first in the first way you knew, know to do 
What do I do first? Well, I don't know. Well, do what you can do. I love the illustration where Jesus calls the man with the withered hand. He said, stand forth. No, there's nothing wrong with his legs. So Jesus gave him something to do that he could do so that what he couldn't do would be healed. You can make that first pursuit. Now, what did David do? When he gave his men who were planning on doing him in, <laughs> they, they were pretty angry. When he gave his men a vision, a purpose, a direction, it changed their hearts and they joined back with him in pursuit. If you can give a vision, a purpose to those that are involved with your life, They'll join you in your pursuit. They'll help you. They'll encourage you. If it's a family setting, they'll, they'll cheer you on. If you're in a church setting, they'll, they'll, they'll catch the faith of what you're speaking or saying. If you're on the job and maybe you're just been promoted to a new position as a team leader in, in the company or in the office, if you can give that group of people that you're responsible for vision, they'll follow you into the pursuit. But that key word in this verse is pursue. And when he did, he recovered it all. Well, I encourage you today on this Monday to let the Lord stir up your spirit again, to follow that destiny and that design of your life. You're not without design, no matter what age or flavor you are, <laughs> you know, as far as, as, uh, as nationality or as female male or as old or young, no matter what you are, you have a destiny yet to be fulfilled. Let God give you that direction and pursue it in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I love Mondays. It's a good kickstart for the week. It's going to be a supernatural week. I just sense it in my spiritual bones. <laughs> Amen. And you know how we're going to get there? By the confession of our mouth and the word of faith that we have in our spirit as we speak it out. Let your words go ahead of you to prepare the way. And you watch this week develop in a powerful miracle time. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you for coming by. If you haven't, sign, uh, ch check into YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, you can give us, give that uh, bell a hit or whatever they do to join our little team. If you're on Facebook, like us and, and drop your name in so I know you're there. I love that. We're on uh, Rumble and a couple other places you'll find in our notes below. Thank you for your prayers and your good comments. Thank you for the love you send us occasionally along the way. It's a big help. Amen. And thank you for your financial support. You can find all the connections, the notes below. Until tomorrow morning, may the Lord bless you and keep you as you pursue after your destiny in the Lord.